What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazer reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. We are going to get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022, and you're going to help because if you're listening to the show right now, you're going to go and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, smash the button. It's not going to hurt you. If you are a podcast listener, go to YouTube right now, search for Lockdown Blazers, subscribe to the show. 2,000 by 2022. Uh, we're up pushing towards 1400 we cannot get there without your help so go ahead and do it now don't wait do it now do it now blazers win uh tonight i'm recording this um, late on tuesday november 30th the final day of november blazers win 11092 over the pistons tonight come back second night of a back-to-back and beat a bad team they do what they do this is what you're supposed to do you know they they struggled on the road they're they're one and ten away from home you'll remember that uh, and but in the friendly confines of the Moda Center, ten and one, ten straight victories after losing opening night to the Kings. And uh, this was a take care of business type game, and that's exactly what they did. Um, they just took care of their business. Uh, Damon Lowe did not play in this game; Re- sat out to rest his uh, abdominal strain. Uh, Norman Powell missed his second straight game with a quad injury, and uh, N- Nazir Little did not play in this game uh, with an ankle sprain. N- Nas showed up to the gym on crutches, um, so. It's it's unclear how long he'll be out, um, and, and oftentimes guys will wear a boot just for precautionary reasons. You know, second night of a back-to-back, you sprain your ankle and get on an airplane. That's no good for swelling. Um, but the Blazers play again on Thursday, and uh, we will I will update you in tomorrow's show. And the the Thursday it'll be in your feed Thursday morning. Uh, the availability of those three gentlemen. So let's talk about this Blazers win over the Pistons. Uh, I want to talk about Ben McLemore, who had a really nice night, and then I want to talk a little about Jeremy Grant and what we saw from the Pistons and kind of um, the other side of the development coin uh, that we saw there in Detroit. But before we get into all that, let's do what we do: the fastest recap in the West. Blazers win one ten ninety two. They led 27-21 after one. Both teams shot south of 36% in the first quarter. It was a slog. It was ugly. Uh, Blazers started CJ McCollum, Anthony Simons, Tony Snell, Robert Covington, and Yusuf Nurkic. Tony Snell has been getting the Norman Powell start and without, um, or has been getting that start at Norman Powell spot. And then without uh, a shooting guard here tonight, it was it was Anthony Simons replacing the Damian Lillard minutes. The rest of the starters remained the same. And the Blazers led by six after one. They led by nine at the break at the halftime cj mccollum had 11 points on 5 of 14 shooting was just an ugly shooting night but he led the blazers in scoring cade cunningham uh, number one overall pick and pistons rookie had 10 to pace detroit and the the pistons were still in it but then the first quarter the blazers blew it open they led by 21 after three and ben mclemore's three-pointer at the buzzer pushed the blazers to their largest lead of the game at that point he got to celebrate heading back into the huddle and the blazers led 83 62 and they cruised from there winning 192 the final three minutes of this officially garbage time as the starters played a little bit longer than uh, I would have, I maybe would have, but uh, we got a little bit of Greg Brown. We got a few final minutes, just uh, uh, just right around three minutes of, of truly white flag garbage time with the end of the bench in the game. And that's your fastest recap in the West of a 110-92 win. Um, this, you know, this Ben McMore had 17 points and hit four of nine threes. Um, he was really good. We'll talk about more of him in, uh, in, in the second segment. He spoke to reporters 
mostly me and Annie Peterson of the Associated Press by the time uh, he came out to speak to reporters. Literally two of us left in the media room. Um, but uh, he, he spoke to reporters, and I'll share that with you in the second segment. CJ McCollum led the Blazers with 28. Uh, didn't have a good shooting night, but CJ's a bucket, so he finished with 28 and 6 dimes. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, 13, 8, and 5 assists. Uh, we got 9 points from Tony Snell, and Robert Covington had 8. That was a collective pronoun, but I meant to like we, the viewers, got it as opposed to the Blazers. Uh, really brutal Anthony Simons night. I thought this was um, after a couple really good nights in a row. He looked this is a bad, straight up bad Simons night. He could he was tasked with some point guard responsibilities that he did not do well with, and yet he still finished with 12, 6, and five. Uh, Twenty six points from Cade Cunningham, uh, fifteen to fourteen for Isaiah Stewart, uh, and Jeremy Grant scored early, but then did not score at all late. Finished with fourteen points and turned the ball over five times for the Pistons uh, in this game. CJ McCollum moved to fifth on the Blazers' all-time scoring list with just four gentlemen ahead of him. Clyde Drexler, Damon Lord, Terry Porter, and LaMarcus Aldridge. I tell you this to say a couple things. One, congratulations to CJ. Um, he only needed nine points, and he passed Cliff Robinson to, to get there, so congrats to CJ. Um, I also say this to say very, very earnestly and honestly, I don't know what to make of CJ McCollum's legacy with the Blazers. He is going to be, if he's not there already, um, and I don't think he is for my money, but he's very close to one of the 10 best players in the history of the franchise. Um, he's certainly one of the 15 best. Like he's in, he's, he's making your third team all Blazers, but he's, you know, he's pushing up towards one of the top 10 players in the history of the franchise. I, I wouldn't put him there personally, um, but like the longevity is there, the uh, fifth all-time in the scoring list. And yet no all-star games probably hasn't even had like a, a season where he's made where he's made a reasonable case to be on an all-star like he has a no all-star snubs is maybe the, the way to say that like he doesn't have a season where it's like well he should have made the all-star team but like he's um he's just like been consistently pretty good and he's gonna and if you know if he plays out this contract with the Blazers he's gonna probably finish like third in the all-time scoring list like I don't know what to do with CJ McCollum's legacy I know that when he's gone and you look back at the stats he'll say damn he averaged like 22 a game for eight years like this dude was really good maybe we didn't appreciate him enough but I also know like in the moment he's the guy that's like gets you know scapegoated as the weak link and the, the reason the Blazers can't get where they need to go when he's overpaid and he's all these things like I I earnestly do not know what to do with um with CJ McCollum's legacy. I like that was kind of one of my takeaways from this game is I knew coming in because the Blazers um the Blazers I'll give credit to him uh, tri TBI Triple Blazers Inc does such a good job sort of promoting these milestones coming up. Um so I knew from watching the pre previous Blazer broadcast that like he was uh and and following him on social media channels like I knew that they were close right like I knew I knew that that CJ was going to do it tonight. Um, and then when I, you know, early in the day when we found out that the injuries, um, you know, that Dame wasn't going to play and uh, still no Norman, no Nas, it's like, you know, okay, CJ's going to get a, a bunch of shots up. And he certainly did 11 of 26 from the floor, missed 15 shots. Um, was not an efficient night for, for CJ, but he was, he was good late and helped just like, kind of put the game away in that third quarter. And then when Detroit was still hanging around, made sure he had a couple threes in the fourth quarter, just like, no, listen, listen, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and win this game. But like, I came away from this game, not like I have some thoughts about the Pistons I'll share later in the show, but like I, I really came away from this game thinking like, what do we do with CJ McCollum? How do like, I don't, I don't have a take. Like I, maybe I'm supposed to use this space to like give you a hot take or give you a, any type, type of take, but like my honest opinion or my honest feeling here is like, I don't know what to do with CJ's legacy. I'm confused. I'm, I'm earnestly confused by it. Um, he's, uh, he does, he belongs in the hall of hall of pretty good. Um, but he's, he's, uh, 
he's going to accumulate enough stats to be in the conversation among the all-time greats in this franchise. Absolutely. Um, and we'll have to, we, we as a collective will have to figure out what to do with CJ uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, but CJ wasn't really the, I mean, CJ was the, the leading scorer by, by a, a good margin and the Blazers' best player, um, but he was not the story of this game. The story of this game was Ben McLemore, 17 points off the bench. Um, he was a ton of fun. Let's talk a little about the art of staying ready and what it means to be a veteran in the NBA through the eyes of someone who's staying ready, a vet in the NBA year nine for Ben McLemore. But before we do that, let me tell you about Indeed. Indeed is the hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? So don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. So they make it easy for you. How about that? Um, you can pick the skills that are important for your job, and then you can choose from over 135 assessment tests to get a clear view of your top talent's abilities faster. Decide what skills you need for the job and make sure the people applying for your job have those specific skills. Uh, they can reduce, those assessments can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed data worldwide. Plus they make the interview process smoother for everyone. So the talent that you're interviewing doesn't need to prove themselves because you already know that they've got the skills. Instead, you can dig deeper into talking about what's important to your company and the person you're trying to hire. It just makes the hiring process smoother. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locks that's a 75 dollars job credit at indeed.com slash locks indeed.com slash locks offer valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed today's show is also brought to you by bill bar just the best tasting protein bar that there is uh I've been telling you, I've been in, I've been in, on this microphone, this very microphone, maybe a different microphone, but you get the idea. I've been on a microphone in front of your face on YouTube and also on the podcast for several years, quite frankly, telling you about Bilt Bar. And I love them. Like, I don't need the ad copy. Let me just tell you, these are, these are protein bars that I eat in my own home. I, I spend my own money. Like I use the promo codes. I use Locked 15 to get 15% off, but I spend my own money to, to purchase and eat Bilt Bars because I love the way they taste and they pack a real punch. So it's whether it's in between meals or as like a pick me up in the middle of the day or just a straight up like I know I'm going to skip a time when I need to eat. So I need something that tastes good and and, and has like real nutritious value. I'll grab a built Bar. For me, it's peanut butter brownie or cookies and cream, but there's limited time flavors. So you'll always find something you like. And let me tell you about packing a punch. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar and no more than five grams of net carbs all tasty all healthy go get yourself some see come see the light join me on the built bar train go to built.com and use that promo code locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order that's locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right so we talked about the blazers 110 92 win over the Detroit Pistons. We gave him your fastest recap in the West. We talked a little about CJ McCollum, a, a puzzling legacy for me. Um, this game was ugly. Like the Pistons, the Pistons stink, and we'll we'll t we'll talk a little about that to end the show because I like I earnestly think um, they're just straight up bad, and the Blazers didn't play well, but they they handily beat a team that's no good. But part of hand like that's what you do, you know. I, if you listen to yesterday's show. Um, 
I talked about like the Blazers are coming home. They're playing some bad teams. A reason for optimism because they could stack up some wins. I did not come away from this game feeling particularly optimistic about the Trailblazers. I'm going to keep it a buck 50 with you. Like um, I came away from this game thinking like, whew, Detroit's bad. Uh, shout, shout out to my man, Kuka Heel and, and, and the homie James Edwards. Like two gentlemen who have to watch the Pistons all, a lot of games, 80, 80 times a year. That's probably too many. <laughs> um so like i that, i came away thinking like the pistons stink and the blazers just they gotta win whatever keep it moving move up onto the onto cincinnati as they say um as one man says but like the blazers do not get this win they do not get this kind of uninspiring win without the play of ben mclemore the same draft class as cj mccollum but ben mclemore was supposed to be a star he was supposed to be a star. He went fifth overall to the Sacramento Kings. Ben McLemore was supposed to be a stud. Instead, he's a guy who's bounced around in his career and has had to be someone who, um, you know, picks his spots as a role player, has turned into like a specialist shooter. Um, you know, last year he played pretty much every regular, when he joined, when he left the Rockets and joined the Lakers, pretty much every regular season game, he was part of the Lakers rotation. It didn't end up being part of the playoff rotation, but like he was part of a team that was chasing the playoffs and part of the nightly plan for a team chasing the playoffs. So I don't want to say like he's been an end of the bench guy. And when he was out of the rotation for the Rockets, it was more about where they were. But like, um, he's been a guy who's had to sort of bounce around and find where he fits for sure. Because, um, you know, it, it, he didn't turn out to be a star. He is not the complicated legacy of CJ McCollum. He is just straight up NBA journeyman. And part of being an NBA journeyman, is going to a team like this for the Blazers and being a vet on the vet minimum and and knowing that you aren't going to play. But I have said in this space, and I, I, I'll i reiterate it here, like Ben McMore's an NBA player and could help a lot of teams. It's just specifically on this roster, when you have Norm and you have Anthony Simons and then you have Dame and then you have CJ, Ben McMore's the fifth six foot three guard on the roster. He's just not going to play. And if they need another point guard, it's going to be Dan Smith Jr. Like there just aren't minutes for Ben McMore. But tonight against the Pistons, you saw what a pro does. And when they needed him, Ben McLemore came in and just knocked down shots. I joked um, on Twitter before the game that um, this afternoon, that like it's like going to be a clutch night for Ben McLemore. His representation is clutch sports. So it was a little, a little uh, agency joke. But um, he came in and he actually, his line ended up worse than he really was. Like he finished with 17 points on five of 10 shooting in 18 minutes, but he had 17 points in his first 11 minutes and he made his five of his first eight shots. He missed two late, um, one leaning wild threes, kind of like a heat check after he had made a shot in 10 minutes. Am I still hot? No. Um, but it was a testament to like what a professional basketball player looks like. Dude's a pro. So when they called his name, he was ready. And he spoke to reporters after the game. Literally the two of us. Shout out to the legend, Annie Peterson. If you live in Portland, you know who Annie Peterson is. Uh, she has been writing for the Associated Press for um, two decades. A truly a media legend that few know about. So shout out to Annie. Um, but she, it was just me and her. Like it was... It, uh, Chauncey spoke and there's 25 minutes later, everyone, everyone had gone home and it was like, it was, um, you know, the people who work for the, for the team and me and Annie, the last two, uh, press members there. So it was, it was a long wait for Macklemore. And I, I say this to say like, um, you know, people weren't exactly clamoring to talk to Ben Macklemore. This is not a game where the TV cameras crowded around and all that stuff. This was a game where like a steady vet was asked to get, it was, was asked to play because the team was shorthanded and went ahead and got his done and did his job. This was a, um, you know, whatever hard hat, lunch pail workman's type game for Macklemore. And I asked him after the game, kind of like, 
what goes into staying ready. Uh, I tried to avoid the cliche of just being like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like I tried to ask the question so it wasn't so cliched. And I had to do about four different versions before I got it. And I feel like this is kind of um, the art of staying ready via Ben, ben McLemore. So on a typical day, McLemore is one of the first dudes who arrives at the arena. And he does that not because he's some sort of like, um, he believes in this great virtue of hard work. He does certainly believe in hard work and getting his shots in, but like he also needs to, he needs to stay in shape. So he gets to the arena at 4.30 for a seven o'clock game because he plays three on three with the rookies. Because on a lot of nights, that will be his game. That will be his cardio is playing two and a half hours before tip off a pretty competitive three on three game um, or four on four out on the court. Like, um, there's a mental aspect of just staying ready. And he said his mental aspect is just like watching film. And I asked him like, you're not watching your own reps. What are you watching? He says he just watches game tape of the game itself and where he could fit in and what their defensive schemes are. And he asked Roy Rogers, the Blazers assistant coach and defensive coordinator, what, what they want to do on defense. And he, and you know, he's, he takes those mental reps by rewatching the film. So he kind of has an idea of, of like where he might fit in and what they want to do. And so he's like engaged in that way, but also he, you know, you get your shots up at practice and you you show up early to play with the Trendon Watfords and the Greg Browns and the rookies of the, of the of um this team, you know, the young guys on this team who are literally playing 3 on 3 hours before the game because they're not going to get in the game and because um you got you, you the season's long and there aren't a lot, there's not a lot of practice time so like those are your on a lot of nights those are the games for Ben McLemore is a 3 on 3 game against Trendon Watford and Greg Brown and CJ Ellaby. That's it. And, you know, and Dennis Smith Jr., he's getting after it with guys who are going to be at the end of the bench. But tonight when he showed up at the arena, one of the Blazers video coordinators said, hey, be ready because tonight they're going to call your name. He knew when he showed up at the arena and he thanked John. He said specifically, like, not a lot of coaches always do that. Some guys would just call your name in the middle of the first quarter and say, hey, go play. But Billups makes a point of like being a communicator. So his staff immediately when uh, McLemore showed up at the arena, he got the word. Um I think this is a testament to sort of what it's like to be a, a Ben McLemore type in the league. Um, skilled enough to be a contributor, uh, mature enough to be ready, and then capable when called upon. Like, this is how you last in the league nine years and you bounce around. Like, this is the reason why Ben McLemore is still in the league because other other franchises and other teams know that, like, when we call his name, he'll be ready. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't see this game as like a case that Ben needs to play more. And I don't think that you could make that case. Um, CJ and Dame are going to play a bunch. Norman Powell's way better than Ben McLemore. And Anthony Simons deserves more minutes because even though he was bad tonight, is um, has more versatility on offense, is just straight up better. Um, McLemore is a shooter. He's got some, he's got a little bit of length. Um, he, just like he's got longer arms or whatever. Um, and and Billups praised his, uh, his defense a little bit, said he liked the way he competed on defense uh, in this game. The Pistons don't have anyone who can shoot, so uh, just get kind of in their way and you'll be fine. But like um, this was, to me, this was just kind of a testament to or, or a great example of what it means to be a vet in the league, what it means to, to be ready, to be ready, stay ready. Um, and all those, um, and all of those cliches. And I thought like the, the sort of showing up at your normal time, two and a half hours before tip off, whatever it is, um, and being ready to go and then realizing like, Oh, tonight's a little bit different is kind of, um, a, a good illustration of what it's like to be Ben McLemore. You show up the same way every day. And then some nights your number is called and you hit four of nine, three pointers and score 17 points in your first 11 minutes on the court because you bit a bucket 
or at least <laughs> or at least you've always been a guy with a really pretty looking jump shot. So props to Ben McLemore. One, you know, solid night. Um, real. Um, I'm not confused about his legacy the way I am about CJ's. Um, I just know that he had a great night and it was, um, you know, and, and the Blazers needed it. So, um, you know, kudos, kudos to Ben. Uh, in the in the final segment, I want to talk about two things related to the Pistons. One, that's what a rebuild looks like, y'all. Are you sure you really want to tear this thing down? And two, would Jeremy Grant fit on this Blazers roster and what would that look like? That's what we'll do in the third and final segment. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So as football season continues to march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot, not just for football, but for basketball and for all sports. So head on over to their new and updated website on your desktop or your mobile phone and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. So basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, soccer. Even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Go take advantage of this offer and go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about Blazers' win over the Detroit Pistons with your fastest recap in the West. We talked about Ben McLemore stays ready so he doesn't have to get ready. Now let's close the show talking about the Pistons. That team stinks. Apologies to Kuka Heel. Koo, if you're listening to this, that's the host of Locked On Pistons. Go check out his show. Koo does a great job. He also covers a, a just a, a real booty team. <laughs> they stink. Um, they got a better road record than the Blazers, though, so they got that going for them. Two and nine on the road. Uh, the Detroit Pistons better than your one and ten Blazers away from the Moda Center. But the, the Pistons stink. And I came away thinking two things. One, the people who, who watch the Blazers be mediocre and say, Tear it down, burn it down, get rid of it all, free dame, let it go, start over from the ashes. I feel like you are underestimating how long an NBA season is watching a team like the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons have, have like Sadiq Bey has taken a huge step back. He was a really good rookie, or, or darn solid rookie, and he's not good as a sophomore. Isaiah Stewart has also regressed a little bit, but not nearly to the same extent as Sadiq Bey has. But like those are two young parts that could, uh, that like, could be NBA players. I think Isaiah Stewart's going to be um, an, an, an intriguing NBA player, and he was good tonight, the, the young center for the Pistons. And Sadiq Bey, a big wing who was uh, taken in the in the teens, um, he struggled tonight and has been struggling all year. Um, he's he seems like he doesn't exactly know where where he's going to fit. But like Killian Hayes is a really good defensive defensive point guard, and if he ever develops any offense, he's going to be a pretty good player. Cade Cunningham is you know number one overall pick in the draft. Like had twenty six tonight, and like. Might might be a very good basketball player for a long time. And Jeremy Grant was like, kind of seemed like a steal in free agency last year, was like an MIP candidate for most of last season and before kind of falling off at the end of the year. And like, you've got all these kind of intriguing young parts and that team sucks. That's what a rebuild looks like. It looks like a little bit of hope, but a lot of sucky nights. And the Pistons had a they, the Pistons had a bad night tonight because they're a bad basketball team. And I warn you, fan, I warn you, fan, who says tear it all down. That's eighty some games of this, or at least like seventy five. Um, like it's a lot of just you know Trey Lyles and Frank Jackson and 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 Hamid Diallo minutes where you're like, well, these te- these dudes aren't part of the future and they're just borderline NBA contributors. And, and but this is who you have. Like if you tear it down, it's it's a long road back in non glamour markets. And the the Detroit like Portland is a non glamour market. Um, it's 
I'm not like I'm not like anti-tanking because like me personally I don't want to watch bad basketball. I love this stuff. I'll watch all types. I'll watch any flavor of bad basketball. I watched the Pistons Laker game the other night. Um it was bad basketball, but it was pretty darn entertaining. Um like I'm just saying be careful what you wish for because a full teardown looks pretty gross. The Pistons are bad. Like they're bad. The Blazers did not play well. Would have lost to a ton of teams in the NBA and won this game by 18. Like they're bad. Uh, be careful about that full rebuild wish because uh, you might end up with it and you get the first pick in the draft. And that's <laughs> might look like that team that wore gray jerseys tonight. Um, the other thing I came away thinking from this game is, is actually thanks to many of you, dear listeners. Early in the week, I put out a call asking for like realistic trades where Blazers could save some money and upgrade the roster. And many of you sent some, some version of CJ McCollum for Jeremy Grant swap. And I, I'll put my cards on the table. I'm not, I'm not really a Jeremy Grant believer. Um, I... I like him as the fourth best player on your team, but when you start pushing him beyond that in terms of like responsibility and ask, I just don't care for his game aesthetically. I think he's pretty inefficient. Um, I don't think he's much of a playmaker, like as a passer. So he's, he's really like, if you put the ball in his hands, like the Pistons do a bunch and ask him to ISO, um, this sort of decision-making when, when defenders come and when he drives is, um, is not great. Like he had a couple skip passes early in the game and then he basically didn't pass the ball for the rest of the night. Like I'm aesthetically, I don't love his game. Um, I think like in that role that he played for the, uh, for the nuggets before he was a piston where he was their fourth best player and he had to guard like, uh, Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs and then LeBron James like that tight, like that, that's the Jeremy Grant I want as a fourth best player. Um, but like, Trading him for CJ, I'm a little dicier on. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably not all the way there. But I will say, I watched this game kind of considering what that might look like. And I'll, and I'll say this: I think prior to tip off, I had convinced myself, you know what? I think Jeremy Grant's way worse than CJ McCollum. But the Blazers are in a spot where, like, any type of change it would, I would welcome it. Let's make, let's, let's make it happen. Uh, let's, you know, let's. Let's see what this trade would look like because you slide Norm down to the two. You get Anthony Simons more minutes. And then I came away watching like Grant play up close. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen probably, this is probably the third full, maybe third, I think third full Pistons game I've seen. I watched a lot of fourth quarters on league pass, but that doesn't really count. Um, like, uh, so I came away after seeing him up close, particularly like in person where I could watch like some off ball stuff and then watch, you know, just get a close, just get a different look than you get on, on TV. Um, thinking like, maybe not. <laughs> um, not like I'm still, I still like the idea, right? Like, because you get the, 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 let's consider it as like a, um, something that is, that is akin to a straight across trade, right? Like let's, it, I, I don't think the math works exactly, uh, McCollum for Grant, but I think you can, I think you can juice it. So it's, it's, it's end of the bench guys you're trading, um, uh, trading to make, to make it work. Like you wouldn't have to trade, um, you wouldn't have to trade any of sort of the major parts. I think you can, I think you can make it, make it happen. Um, but let's just assume it's like a straight across swap for now without getting too deep into the math because I don't have trade machine right in front of me, quite frankly, because it's midnight. Um, but it's, I do think a Dame, Norm, Jeremy Grant, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic lineup, I do think you're more effective because I think you the complementary parts are more there. And I think this is kind of where I've landed with this team is I'm not like, I'm not like starting the show saying, I'm not sure what CJ McCollum's legacy and ended with trade his ass. Like I don't, I didn't set this up to do that. I just will say this, like 
I've been consistent and I want to stay consistent with this that I like I'm kind of just in favor of shaking up this Blazers roster regardless of return just because it seems so stale and so stagnant. Um, those are the two words that I think most sum up kind of where this Blazers team is at right now. And while I'm a little I'm not in I don't I don't really like Grant's game aesthetically. Um, I've been watching him play since literally he was at DeMatha Catholic in high school. I've watched a ton of Jeremy Grant from high school through Syracuse and blah, 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 and through OKC. And like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a long time, like Jeremy Grant is your fourth best player, but I do think the Blazers, and I do think he gets close to that role, which is why I'm more into it. Um, but, but like, um, I recognize that the Blazers would be giving away a better player, but do the Pistons want CJ McCollum? There's more to unpack, but I think like the, what I want to hear, what I want to do here is just kind of leave it at um, like theoretical. In theory, yes, this is the type of thing I'm into because it gives the Blazers more length, more size in the wing, and just different shapes and ability to have more length around Dame. And I think the compl- that complementary length around Dame would allow them to play the style of defense they want better, would allow everything to be better. But it, you are trading, you are trading for a worse player. Do not get it twisted. Like you are giving out the better player in the swap with the money and the age thing, where the Pistons are, who knows about like sort of their interest. But like, um, I, I'm I'm starting to, I think this is going to happen more often as we go through the season as I'm going to be um, any, any six foot eight plus player on another roster. I'm going to eagle eye, you know, look at them and consider how they would fit. So if you're considering trades for the Blazers, know that what I'm doing is I'm, I'm looking for rangy, talented wings and Grant, while he's not near the top of my list, um, I do think would be a stylistic upgrade, albeit like an overall talent downgrade. And I think reasonable minds um, can disagree on this. Quite frankly, I, like I said, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even like Jeremy Grant's game, but I have like talked myself in, out, in and out of it a couple times tonight. And I think where I've landed on is, yeah, I would do the trade just because of it, but I would, ex- I would do the, I would do a CJ for a grant swap. Um, just, just because I would, but like, I would, I wouldn't feel super proud of, um, of making that deal, kind of knowing that you're punting on uh, on the better player there. That is going to do it for today's show. Uh, this is this is Wednesday show. It'll be out um, December first. Uh, by the time you listen to this, Wednesday, December first. So Thursday show, December second, we will have a mailbag show. So get your questions in at Mike G Rich or Locked On Blazers Pod at gmail.com. And we do it each week. Answer listeners submitted questions all episode long. On uh, so yeah, so that, then your following show. That'll be Friday show. Jason Quick's going to join the program. Jason Quick of The Athletic. Uh, he's our weekly guest, recurring guest here on the show. Uh, we'll talk about the Blazers game over the Spurs. They play Thursday night. Talk about the Pistons. Talk about all things Blazers. Uh, Jason's a great guest. Um, you won't want to miss that one. So that's what we got to come in the rest of the week. We do this five days a week, free wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. So you might as well go to YouTube right now and subscribe. Help us get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. Make it happen. Um and you might as well tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already listen to podcasts. Just search Locked on Blazers. We will be right there waiting for you. Great shows the rest of the week. Blazers are going to play another team that they can just beat on Thursday. So make sure you come back for those. Appreciate listening. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.